the CDC just released a study a little while back that 78% of the individuals who were hospitalized, died of COVID, were intubated with COVID, were obese. Like, this is a conversation that we can't continue to ignore because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean somebody is less than, it doesn't mean they're less valuable, it doesn't mean they're less beautiful, it doesn't mean they're less smart. That's all irrelevant. It just simply means you could be healthier, that you're, you are potentially shortening the duration of your life. And nobody wants that. Mm -hmm. um, so if ever there was a moment to kind of grab someone and shake them and say, hey, you know, it matters. Like, we got to stop lying about this. I think now would be it. Uh, you know, right. the writing is on the wall. The proof is in the pudding. I'm Ilaria Baldwin. And I'm Alec Baldwin. And this is our podcast, What's One More? Today's conversation is one that is a tricky one to have. So in prefacing it, I'd like to say that as a fitness professional, one of the greatest sadnesses for me is that beauty and worth have been packaged by society with fitness and health. These need to be separated. Health and fitness come in all different shapes and sizes and certainly is not something that we can judge simply by looking at a person. Personal health is a private conversation that should be discussed and decided with your own healthcare team. The following conversation is one that is hard to have because of how society has packaged fitness and health. Let's be honest, it's a booming industry and through monetizing it with incorrect messaging, a lot of people are getting hurt and excluded. Self-hate, eating disorders, competition with others, and shame are all festering in this state. These are devastating and hard wounds to heal, but it is possible. Today's guest is none other than Jillian Michaels, health and fitness expert, creator of the fitness app and host of Keeping It Real. We love what Jillian says because she is currently speaking about fitness and nutrition in regards to health and telling people that taking care of your body is about feeling good and hopefully living a longer, healthier life. Each and every one of you is worth it. So listen up. What do you think about everybody's fitness now getting towards hopefully what is our way out of COVID? Honestly, I'm, I'm thinking people are going to go back to the gym. I, I think that people want to get back to life as we used to know it. I, I don't believe that we'll give up the things we adopted during quarantine because whether it was paddleboarding or hiking more or getting on a road bike or learning to jump rope, um, all of those adaptations, apps that you bought, you know, for at-home workouts, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think we've developed a newfound appreciation for different activities. The convenience, the affordability factor is all great. But, you know, I myself, for the first time, I'm excited to be back at the gym. I don't even love the gym. I hate the gym. <laughs> I love what the gym affords me, but I actually hate the gym. And for the first time, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, <laughs> whether it's like a Stairmaster or taking a class, being around other people. Um, I think it's nice. So I think we're going to see more of a hybrid model of people taking classes again, going back to the gym again, and still incorporating some of the at-home stuff that they were doing during quarantine, but you know, potentially less frequently. I've seen a mix of things. Either people got like, I'm working out like three times a day and they have like the, you know, the the jail cell body or they have or the opposite of just like, I don't remember the last time that I worked out because I can't get motivated. And, you know, I think 
most people know that the hardest part of working out is just actually showing up because it's hard to be motivated and you can have a million other things that you that you should be doing. I know when I work out at home, I'm not as efficient as if I go somewhere else. I mean, we have six kids, so everybody's like knocking on the door and, you know, somebody needs something. I get distracted by something and it's only because I just really love the feeling of moving my body that I will make it happen. But it's much harder during COVID. What would you say to people who are having trouble getting motivated? We've talked about this, you know, before, and it's nothing I believe people haven't heard before, but it warrants saying because it's so relevant is having that why, right? If you've got a reason to do the work, you can tolerate the work and the sacrifice associated with the goal. Work that has a purpose becomes passion. Work that doesn't have a purpose just feels punishing in a world where life is punishing enough right now. So if you've got the perspective to go, okay, you know, I am, uh, and, and pick your why. It could be, I want to be a role model for my kids. I want to meet my great grandchildren. I want to feel better in a two-piece than I did last year. I mean, I I don't know. Call me politically incorrect, whatever. It's like people have those reasons. They're okay to have. I want to feel more comfortable in my own skin. I want to feel more comfortable having sex with the lights on. I want to live to be over a hundred. I don't care what it is. As long as it matters to you and in perspective, when you think about that, why it should be sexier and more exciting and more important than the takeout pizza and the show you want to veg out in front of for hours at a time, have the why, something you care about, something that motivates you, something that moves you, because anything in life worth having does require work and sacrifice. But work with purpose is passion. I mean, I'm assuming that people in terms of fitness have gone, and this is a lazy observation maybe, but they've gone one way or the other. They've, they've seen the COVID and the isolation of the COVID and the quarantine as an opportunity to... Uh, I don't want to say let themselves go, but be less disciplined than they normally would sure. be, less assiduous about than they normally would be. And other people have gone the opposite direction and said, this is an opportunity for me to really, uh, you know, do a bunch of things, a variety of things I didn't have time to do. Well, what do you see? Do you see that that, that it's like a mix of the two? Or do, is it, does it tilt one toward more one than the other? I have absolutely seen a mix of the two. You know, I've had... Uh, like I was talking to my money guy the other day and he's like, I will have you know that I have lost 25 pounds. <laughs> and I was like, that's great, Bob. You know, like, I, I mean, I've heard that, right? People that tell me they've kind of seized the moment and utilized the circumstances as a catalyst. And conversely, you've had, you know, people talk about the quarantine 15. Um, and I think everybody's circumstance is different, right? Like Bob is also, his kids are in college he, you know, he's not managing six kids. He, he isn't feeling torn asunder and doing, you know, homeschooling or was doing homeschooling. Uh, he's able to keep working. Everybody's circumstance during COVID has been unique. And therefore, I, I believe we've been impacted very differently. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to be able to have a home pod for my kids to be during the day. So I didn't have to educate them because that did not, that did not go well. Uh, tried it. Mm. And I was fortunate to be able to keep working. So I maintained my sanity, whereas other people I know were out of work, had to homeschool their kids. And I think when you feel so much pressure, it can be that much harder to motivate yourself and make the time. So I'm not going to uh, try to guess, right, who did what, why, but you're absolutely right. We, we had a, 
a great divergence um, in directions. Mm. Some people used it and got you know, mm-hmm. greatly fit. Other people, unfortunately, fell out of physical conditioning. But what I will say, the topic of obesity and health has become a bit of a third rail conversation in America nowadays. And the reality is the CDC just released a study a little while back that 78% of the individuals who were hospitalized, died of COVID, were intubated with COVID, were obese. Like This is a conversation that we can't continue to ignore because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean somebody is less than, it doesn't mean they're less valuable, it doesn't mean they're less beautiful, it doesn't mean they're less smart. That's all irrelevant. It just simply means you could be healthier, that you're, you are potentially shortening the duration of your life and nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if ever there was a moment to kind of grab someone and shake them and say, hey, you know, it matters. Like, we got to stop lying about this. I think now would be it. Uh, you know, right. the writing is on the wall. The proof is in the pudding. Now, the connection between mental health and fitness, I think, is something that I would love to explore with you. I'm um, not, I think, I know, I would yeah. love to explore that with you because this has been very difficult year for us mentally um, for all so many reasons. And, you know, I'll no, I notice for myself, you know, when I'm feeling down, I know that if I go out for a run or I go and do some yoga or lift some weights, I'm gonna feel better. But it's kind of the last thing that I actually want to do sometimes. What, what's the connection that you see? I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think that it's, uh, you know, fitness impacts us on a myriad of fronts. But most importantly, we know it shifts our biochemistry, right? So um, we know that it releases the feel-good brain chemicals, the endorphins, more serotonin, and so on. We know it does that. So just biochemistry alone, it's going to have a massive impact. Um, behaviorally speaking, you are showing up and you're doing something for yourself. So really it's reinforcing the fact that you matter, you're worth the time. Um, and I've seen all of this talk about radical self-care. And when I look up like, what's so radical? It's like the most ridiculous, like working out. I'm like, that's radical. <laughs> this is the world we live in. We're like exercising regularly is considered radical self-care, my God. So I, I think just the act of showing up for yourself does so much for our confidence, our self-image, and our feelings of self-worth. And then it begets itself. I've often said, you know, when you feel strong physically, we feel stronger and more resilient in other areas of our lives. So, you know, we lose the job or, you know, we end up getting a divorce or things go wrong all the time. But I do believe that physical well-being and strength is a really good platform for us mentally to tolerate the harder times. How would you say you've seen this change? You've been doing this for a while. And how have you seen it change in terms of motivating people, what the message is to motivate people to exercise? For example, um, uh, you know, you know I, I've seen you know, going from when I was a kid and there would be these you know, uh, you know, almost preposterously dated, you know, Jack LaLanne and those kinds of things, him, him in a chair doing the, the sit-ups and everything. And, and nobody would have been very uh, popular among his crowd. And then, of course, Jane Fonda and things like that. And what do you see? Because what I see are people who might have seemed 
extreme 25 years ago as more as more commonplace now that there are people who a large number of people who are taking exercise very seriously and it's a very, it's a huge part of their lives do you find that, that that market has grown it's absolutely grown without question fitness is i couldn't even give you a number right it's a right. multi billion dollar industry right. right yeah i mean you've got you know brands like uh peloton going public and it's like crazy amounts of money. Um, you know, it's, I just saw a potential IPO for an app about weight loss and it's, they're looking at billions of dollars. You'd never have anticipated it. So, um, it is a massive industry. And I think that's because it's become, uh, far more common as, as you were mentioning. Um, I think that, you know, we've seen a variety of extremes over the years of just do what you can to, you know, more is more, like no pain, no gain. But in reality, I wish we could just get back to a, a far more balanced approach of exactly what you were saying, Hilaria, of like, just do what feels good, right? If it, if it moves you, if it matters to you, because the most important rule of fitness is consistency above all else. And different things are going to move different people. Different things are going to motivate different people. Different personalities are going to motivate different people. Different types of fitness are more enjoyable from one person to another. So I wish a more balanced, individualized approach was out there based on the, the existing science of exactly what you said, right? Like, don't overeat. Use common sense with your food choices maybe 80% of the time, make the better food choice. 20% of the time, have the wine, have the desserts and live your life. But within these manageable, healthy boundaries to live your personal best life, if you will. People ask me why I, I um, exercise through pregnancy, not just because I want to have, you know, healthier pregnancies and be able to, you know, deliver um, in a, a faster way. At least I th that's what I believe ha has helped me have good pregnancies. Um, but also because I, um, I don't, I'm too lazy to do all the work afterwards to get back into shape. So I know if the, exactly what you talk about consistency, if I'm consistently moving my body, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I'm consistently moving my body. Then when I have the baby, I'm capable of ramping up again and getting back into the shape that I feel comfortable inside of my skin. I mean, too, obviously, right? while I'm while I'm pregnant, you too, same. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, you're a role model for me. When you're, pre I'm never fitter than when you're pregnant because we're so fit together. You never were. You work out harder when you're pregnant. I was going to say you were looking very good last she, year. Alex. She, she exercises a lot. Very spelled. She, she's exercised a lot. Um, now, now, but but I mean, obviously. You are equated throughout your career with a very, very comprehensive and very, very sophisticated approach toward uh, uh, fitness and health and so forth. I mean, but when you, if you were to talk to people who can't afford uh, resource-wise with their time or their money to go back to a gym or, or what have you, if you were to say to them, "Here's one or two things I think you should try in your in your." spare time, just a basic? Is it taking a long walk? Is it just moving your body under any circumstances? What do you suggest to people as we're coming out of the COVID to get back? You know, back in the day, I used to really struggle with the kind of just take the stairs messages. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. the just move messages, because I felt like it was this false message of lethargy, like, poor you, you're just capable of the bare minimum. So just give me the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And yet, 
I've softened my, my approach to a certain extent where I realize I do need to meet people where they're at. <laughs> so, so I don't want the bare minimum. Um, but I'm also not asking you to go from a crawl to a sprint, if you will. Uh, I would say this, look, it doesn't cost anything and it doesn't take more time to eat less food. For goodness sake, it matters. We, we don't need like the whole stack of pancakes. You don't need to add the side of fries to the burger, get the side salad. You don't need a juice or a soda. With your meal, have water. You'll save money. You'll save time. And while I would say, hey, get out and walk, it's free. So is squatting. So are push-ups. So are lunges. So are crunches. So are jumping jacks. So is a jump rope. So, and in fact, so are a host of workouts online and you can get a myriad of fitness apps that are wildly affordable that you can do any place, anytime, anywhere. I have one of them. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about your app. Well, um, I mean, the app is ex- exactly that, right? It literally customizes your fitness, your nutrition, and has mindfulness features as well as community all on one platform. And it's like you buy the annual, it's like $8 a month. And you can do it at the gym. You can do it on your phone. You can stream it to your TV in the living room, audio workouts outside. So the excuses, there just, there just aren't any. You got to want it. And if you want it, I guarantee you can find me 20 minutes, three to five times a week, and you can eat a little bit less. Period. End of story. You have the only tool you need. When you talk about this in this very practical and very matter-of-fact way about how you would motivate people to lose weight. You know, you should have a show where you motivate people to lose weight. Has anybody ever told you that? Where you help people lose weight? You should have a show where you do that, where you motivate them. You'd be very good at that. It'd be amazing. I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever done that show before. I go back to the idea that what you are saying is so crystal clear to me, but then there's that emotional moment of, I know this is what I should be doing, and I'm, and, but I'm not doing it because I like tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow when I get home from work, I'm going to put my 20 minutes. I'm going to be doing it. And then all of a sudden I'm scrolling or I'm walking or I'm folding laundry or I'm doing whatever I'm doing. How do you get yourself? Like, how do you get to that emotional place where is it I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired? You know, am I, am I, you know, wanting all of the things that you said before of all the different motivations that could be out there, but where is that just come to, I'm looking myself straight in the eyes in the mirror and I'm going to make this happen. Look on that hypothetical television show, um, there would be, let's say three benchmarks that you would want somebody to hit. And the first one is sick and tired of being sick and tired. You, you can go pretty far on a rock bottom moment. And I I believe JK Rowling even said, you know, rock bottom is a great place to start rebuilding your life. It's a great platform. Um, because when it's more painful to continue living the way you've been living than the work and the sacrifice associated with where you need to be going, you'll move, right? right? So one of the things that I would try to, uh, bring about on our, on our hypothetical TV show was a rock bottom <laughs> moment where it was like, wow, this sucks. This hurts. My kids worry I'm going to die in the middle of the night. I just got a really bad report from my doctor that scared the hell out of me. I can barely get up the stairs without getting out of breath. You know, whatever it might be, you know, it, it could be a, a small heart attack. I hope to God not, but whatever it might be, I hope that there is some sort of wake up call, whether it's COVID or not, whatever it might be. Um, and then you also need an achievement because People don't believe in a reality that doesn't exist. So we can sit here all day long and tell them they're capable, they're worthy, they're strong, they're great, they're all. But if they 
don't have that experience, it's a good SNL skit. Uh, sorry, I like, like the, the Stuart Smalley, like, oh, you know, people like me. I'm, I love myself. Like, it, you know, it's a joke. It becomes a joke. So with these small steps, if you give people small achievable things, then those successes beget more successes because it opens up an infinity of possibility for you. It's like, oh, I went from the guy, you know, I always thought I was lazy and weak and the fat, funny guy to all of a sudden you're the guy that ran the mile, right? Or all of a sudden you're the girl that did the first pull-up or did the 5K or whatever it might be. So you got to give somebody an achievement. So you give them something that is accessible, not just the stairs, because that's not an achievement, something that's in that learning zone. So it's not crawl sprint, but it could be crawl. The next step is walk, right? Something where they're like, wow, I can do this. I, I have the ability to do this. So we give them the tools, the knowledge, which is out there. And you need a real tough moment where it's like, look, you might be a victim of life. Bad shit happens to good people. However, the way we react to those things is what's going to make all of the difference. So we got to take responsibility for where we are for better or worse. Some self-agency is critical. Do you find in your professional experience that the people in this country are easier to motivate? They're tougher? They're more, they're more inclined toward getting healthy? Or do you find that they're less so? Or it's pretty much the same as when you started? Well, this country is made up of so many different personalities that I, you know, I couldn't even... I couldn't put us all into one bucket you these days. We right. can't agree on anything these right. days. So I couldn't even compare. <laughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't, I couldn't compare it to another country because I can't compare, you know, county by county here. It's, it's so insane. Right. Um, that like we literally cannot get on the same page. So about anything it, 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 that should be universal, like health. Uh, but I will say that, you know, the statistics still exist. Seven out of 10 Americans are obese. Seven out of 10 Americans are on medication for obesity-related diseases. Health-related, obesity-related diseases are the number one cause of bankruptcy in America. So the problem is big, vast. Seven out of 10 of us are struggling with it uh, for, for again, a, a host of reasons and you know, that would take us potentially another show. Um, but we struggle as a country and it's, it's a very real problem that isn't necessarily getting better as quickly as I would like. So the show is what's one more. Um, and we made it up at 10 o'clock at night when we were joking, um, that we have so many kids. What's one more baby? But like what's, what's one <laughs> more, say that. what's, what's one, one more? more run around the block? And we just, we, we have this, um, idea, but like, what's your one more, especially coming oh, off man. of the year that we've had where like things like going to the grocery store became stuff that we just couldn't think of Stu stupid things like getting a manicure or going and doing, like I started coloring my own hair, you know, and I just couldn't right. wait until like, just like silly oh, things like my that. Goodness. I mean, honestly, I, I hate to say this. This isn't profound. I might need a minute to think about it, but I, I think it's like, what's one more animal? We've adopted so many freaking animals, birds, you fish, want something? frogs, lizards, yeah. horses. It's like, what's one more? What's one more animal? I love something. that. We just, got a we just got another cat. I'm allergic to cats and we got two. <laughs> Because yeah, that's where I fit into my house. That's where Alex, my end in the packing order. So, that's awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank, Thank you so you much. Thank you, guys. And uh, hopefully one day I'll get to meet you in person. Girl, I would that love one. that. We can work out together. She seems very wise. I really like, I really like listening wise. to her. She's super wise. I'm such a big fan, obviously. Um, for I mean, so many reasons. Mama just just says it like it is, and and also just a fitness inspiration. I mean, these 
We are so lucky. The fitness that we have now, we are so lucky because of the Jillian Michaels, the Jane Fondas, the Tammy Lee Webbs. They have really brought fitness to what it is today. So um, extreme inspiration. And, you know, it's hard because we all love to sit on the couch, me included. You like to sit on the couch? I love to sit on the couch and just stare off into space. I got you all wrong all these last 10 years. No, I like to move. I'm happy when I move my body and I'm excited to go, but there are there are times where I just want to, you know... You've mastered the Carrie Fisher line. The Carrie Fisher What's the Carrie e- Fisher line? Ethos. She said, I don't like to go to the gym. I like having come from the gym. Yeah, exactly. No, I like being. I like being and coming from. I don't like making myself go. And that's basically, for all of you guys who are listening, it's just about making yourself go. Because if you make yourself show up one foot in front of the other and you do it consistently, it starts to become a habit and then it happens. Speaking of making yourself go, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And share the show with your friends and help us grow. We'll talk to you guys next week.